Rated M for Mature. We want more. We want more. Like, we really like it. We want more. season three and I cannot believe it season three was a struggle to create I won't lie this season has been a little more challenging than I expected but uh podcasts are not easy to make especially when you're making them all on your own so I appreciate everyone who has been listening this season and has still been um sticking with me even though I've been kind of delayed on episodes some episodes have had some audio issues but I'm really just learning as I go and I appreciate everyone just being you know patient like I said and still enjoying the program regardless of you know the delays so anyway I started this season really strong and um I wanted to end the season really strong so for those who are not familiar with the whole premise behind the show the whole reason I created the show is to highlight and share the work voices and experiences of black and brown women and men now including men in the cannabis industry now more than ever disclaimer everyone who comes on the show is over 21 they live in a legal state and they're legally allowed to consume cannabis and own their cannabis businesses um so yeah anyway today's guest is a former college volleyball player and model and also a former executive and VR creator for Uber. She went from an Uber to a full-time cannabis entrepreneur and since has launched her own CBD wellness brand called Toasty with two Y's. She's recognized the power of cannabis and has seen for herself and used it for herself and has seen how much it relieves stress in the body. So she set out to form her own brand using high quality CBD. And um, she she created the Toasty brand, like I said, Toasty with two Y's. And she's been just kind of killing it ever since. She's from North Carolina, now based in Harlem. Um, please welcome today's guest, Jamie Lee, the CEO of Toasty. Sorry before it cuts me off. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's do it. All right. So my first question, and I love asking this question, when was your first experience with cannabis or CBD? And how did that experience change your perception about the plant? Oh, man. So, I mean, this is going to probably sound really bad, but I had my first experience with cannabis when I was 17. Oh, that's not Um, bad at all. Okay, cool. Because I, I know some people there, like, I've been smoking since I was 14. I'm like, oh, my yeah, God. People are, like, 12, 13, so you're good. Yeah. So, um, actually, one of my good friends, uh, his name was Brandon, um, he got me kind of, like, not really in, he introduced me to it. I won't say he got me into it. It's definitely my decision to continue being a consumer. But, um, yeah, so at 17, um, I just really liked the feeling. Mm-hmm. It was just like, 
at the time, you know, being a starter, you know, I was really giggly and, <laughs> you know, all of that stuff. Oh, the first high is always so fun. Yeah, I was so, like, coughing out of my mind. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so that was my first time with um, cannabis. And then, you know, I continued my usage um, just, like, for fun, recreationally. Um, from time to time while I was in high school, um, you know, working towards graduation. But mm-hmm. I was also, you know, playing sports then, doing AAU volleyball. So it wasn't really like um, super heavy consumption or anything like that. Um, and then when I got into college, uh, pretty much dabbling into it more, you know, on the off season. So when I'm not competing, when mm-hmm. exams are, when it's exam time, different things like that, because obviously not wanting to risk my eligibility and drug testing and different things like that so um you know while in college I had a few injuries and like tendonitis I had ankle reconstruction surgery and different things like that and honestly cannabis has helped me so much with that just like healing my own body Mm -hmm. and my mind because you know as an athlete it's it really sucks to have to sit on the sidelines and Mm -hmm. you know watch your team and you know, school's already super draining and different things like that. So it really helped me like cope with the situation, but also put me in a very comfortable and healing space. Um, it made me feel much better than the prescribed drugs that I got like after surgery. I absolutely hated those. And so I just mm-hmm. stopped taking them and, you know, leaned more heavily on cannabis and CBD. I mean, I love that because as we know that like athletes are judged all the time for their cannabis consumption and the fact that you're like no this makes me feel better and you chose that is so telling to how powerful the plant is just curious what are your thoughts on the whole shikari richardson situation i am peeved i'm over it (laughs) like i'm so irritated that this is even an issue and of course you know the black woman is being punished for it oh yeah i okay so i have a few different thoughts like granted you know, she's going through a tough time. Like if I knew that, you know, I was getting drug tested and this could affect, then obviously I would have held off. But mm-hmm. also it's like cannabis, it's legal in her state and so many across, yeah. or so many states across the United States. And, you know, people are consuming this, you know, recreationally, medically, like laissez-blah. It's, it almost feels almost like the justice system. Like, you know, people are still mm-hmm. locked up for it mm-hmm. and we're out here consuming it for fun and you know she can't compete for consuming it for fun and but not really even for fun for her yeah not even for fun it was for her health and recovery yeah yeah and I I think it's absolutely it's it's bonkers it's dumb I think it's stupid I don't think that that should have applied and you know going forward when I was watching or like seeing different like news articles after the Olympics or you know it's still going on they were saying Mm -hmm. like cannabis is here at the Olympics, I don't even remember what it was. Yeah, and it's like, how can it be there when takes the forefront or can't yeah, and the it's stage. like, it's like, how is that possible when she can't even compete? Like, yeah. that's not fair. It's it's almost like, as soon as a black woman or a black person does it, oh no, we can't have it. Yeah, um, it, but then you have so all wild. these other athletes that come out and say, hey, we use CBD, we use cannabis, and it's helped and it makes me feel good in my mind and mental recovery. I just don't see cannabis being an enhancement drug. 
So yeah, I, I, I mean, thought it was as people have said, if you can run that fast and you smoke weed, like you deserve two gold medals. <laughs> I know. I can't run down the block without weed. Oh my god, <laughs> I cannot even work out. Like if I'm high, first off, like full off cannabis, like I'm not doing anything physical. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm like, if she could run that fast off of some weed, let her Shit. compete. Please. I know. I need oh to know goodness. what else she's doing because that's... I want to know what she smokes. How do you make her go fast? <laughs> I know. I just think it's another way to kind of, you know, shut down African-American athletes and, you know, with Tokyo. I just feel like they already had so much hatred against, you know, um, Black athletes or just Black people in general. Even mm-hmm. pre-going into the Olympics, you know, they were banning, like, swim caps. Yeah. Specifically, yeah. it's like, just Specific say Black women can't. Hair. Yeah. Exactly. It's like, you might as well just say what it is. It's Man, I just I don't understand that. it. I'm like, if y'all don't like Black people, just say just that. Say that. <laughs> Period. You're already saying it. Just say that. Yeah. Like, I'll take that over you making up these weird rules. And I know. It's absolutely crazy. It's I definitely strange. love I love the way she handled it. You know, she mm-hmm. took ownership of everything. She gave her reasoning why. And, you know, she's like, I will be back. Like, this isn't stopping her. So more power. I stand. Yeah. I support. Yeah. Athletes using really cannabis fun. definitely should be normalized. Yeah, because uh, I mean, as you know, your body goes through a lot. Even your mind goes through a lot. And yes, if you don't really have, you know, maybe you don't have a bunch of money to go to therapy or a physical therapist, you know, mm-hmm. a plant medicine like this could be very, very helpful. And you're such yeah. an advocate for that as well. So, like you said, you've been, you know, consuming since you were 17, and, um, you know, working with the idea of. I saw on your website, you said you were working on the idea or you kind of like had the little light bulb moment in your head for Toasty since high school. Um, How did you realize that you wanted to be kind of professionally involved in cannabis? Like what was that light bulb moment that led you to doing what you're doing now? So initially, I mean, I've always wanted to be a business owner. Like as soon as I graduated, and I start working my first corporate job. It was actually at um, Enterprise. I was like, nope, this is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, working on someone else's schedule and mm-hmm. having to ask for days off or, you know, just all the ups and downs. That all the things with... you don't want to do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it just was something that I wasn't passionate about. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, going to college and, you know, I started at the University of Tennessee and then I transferred over to Loyola Marymount in Los Angeles. And just being in that culture where it is okay. I feel like it's way more acceptable. Like everybody smokes and everyone knows that they smoke. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow, this makes me feel comfortable. Like I feel like I consume, can consume comfortably without people judging and different mm-hmm. things like that. So, you know, during COVID, that really gave me the biggest push. I mean, pre-COVID, I was trying to plot, you know, how to get out of the corporate industry. It's definitely mm-hmm. not an easy um like a easy line or easy path. So, you know, I'm trying to like plot that out, but you know, during COVID I got laid off from my job at Uber and I was like, you know what, this is the exact push that I needed. And this Mm -hmm. is the time to just, instead of watching Netflix and different things, you know, I took that time and I just started tightening up my business plan a little bit more. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to make this happen. And so just taking those steps. um, It just really was exciting for me. Um, I didn't really have like, you know, in in high school, I wasn't like, yes, I'm going to be the owner of a CBD brand. Mm-hmm. I just know that I love You're like, cannabis. I, I supported it. Yeah. And I wanted to work for myself. So why not bring the two together? 
um, you know, originally Toasty, Toasty was supposed to be uh, a cannabis brand. It was just really difficult to navigate the industry during the pandemic. You know, a lot of people weren't in the yeah. office. A lot That's of people weren't, on. yeah, available for, you know, questions to ask questions. And, you know, I, I just didn't have like this playbook of like, yes, no, yes, no. You know, I was thinking I had to get licenses first and, you know, that's crazy expensive. You know, I didn't really have a mentor in the industry. So I was like, you know what, let me go back to the drawing board, do CBD because it's something that I have also used and benefited Mm -hmm. from and let that also kind of be my segue into the industry, you know, learn a little bit more, become more familiar with the, you know, the industry and the products and the flower and the plant itself. And now we have Toasty. I mean, that is quite a feat to build this whole business, especially during a pandemic. And it's so good, like just looking at how much, you know, time clearly was put into your website and your branding and like developing the products. Like I'm sure it took took a lot of work and even building CBD or or cannabis business out of a pandemic is really hard. So kudos to you, girl, for being able to do it during a pandemic. What like, can you give us some like specific obstacles that you faced while building Toasty during a pandemic? And how did you solve them and come out on the other side of those challenges to have this business now? Because like you said, you didn't really have a mentor. So Mm -hmm. I'm guessing you kind of just had to learn as you were going. Yeah, so I didn't have a mentor specifically in the cannabis industry, but I do have a mentor, you know, that deals with business. And he was Mm -hmm. super helpful. You know, I was able to rely on him super heavy when it came to anything business related. So they don't teach us in high school and college how to start an LLC and like Mm-mm. tax and different things like that. <laughs> so I'm like asking all the questions. How do I start it? What's the best route? Do I want to file each and every step by myself? Do I want to mm-hmm. use a, you know, web, a platform that does it all together? Different things like that. I would say the, a couple, actually there were a few obstacles, but I'll list off a couple. Um, <laughs> I'm <laughs> sure one, more than a few. There's probably yeah. you know, like, there was actually 117, yes. but I'll just say three. <laughs> I'll keep a running list. Yeah, yeah. But um, I would say one of the biggest obstacles that I faced was honestly securing a business bank account, mm. which okay, that cool, is yeah. such a struggle with CBD. Such oh a God. struggle. So, you know, I did my research and Google told me some answers, but when I contacted the banks, they're like, no, we don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was actually in the process with Wells Fargo. I guess they have or had a cannabis related uh, program. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot of paperwork to fill out. It was 60, 90 days of, you know, waiting and uh, callbacks and things like that just to get rejected. So, you know, then I inquired about like a virtual bank account, which, yeah, it sounds great. But then they didn't have debit cards or, you know, essentials that I really, really needed. Mm -hmm. Um, So that was huge. You know, another one is just finding helpful or um, I would say honest manufacturers and, you know, people to work with. Because I feel like a lot of people, and this is something that I've learned, a lot of these big companies, they're just owned by rich white men and not all of their awards and um, I would say positive feedback is earned. A lot of it is bought. It's just paid for. It's it's paid paid for. for. Yes. I didn't want to say it, but yeah, it's paid for. Oh, we know Um, it here, girl. This is is a, you know, wine, weed, and weave. We are very black. We smoke weed. So we know all of the uh, darkness behind the industry. But we're here to bring light. That's why I'm like, I love having Black women on the show. Because y'all Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yes. So, like, that was a process. You know, I started out with this one company and it was 
it it started great but then it was just like no like they just totally flipped the script they Mm -hmm. became very like unavailable and just not honest and different things like that and it's like where's the customer service like even with this one company I was having so many issues I actually reached out to the CEO on socials and he blocked me and I'm like I'm a paying customer like I don't even where's this so petty so unprofessional and I was like you know what this is just I guess what I have to look forward to in the industry um another big I guess you could say it's obstacle. It's currently ongoing. I'm sure we've all had to deal with it, but just being the only black woman in the room, honestly. And I got to take a deep breath on that because like, I, I, (laughs) yeah, like I knew it. I knew what I was getting myself into. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I've been in that situation multiple times within corporate and just like being from North Carolina, but it's just so different when you're doing business. And I felt like um, you know, at the very beginning that I had to code switch so much. And then I was like, you know what, F that I ain't going to do this anymore. I'm going to be really clear because I felt like a lot of people are like, oh, you're so serious. But then when you're not serious, they're like, oh, we're, you, they think that we're friends. And then they feel like they can slack off. And it's like, but you can't because I'm paying you. There's just, mm-hmm. honestly, there's just so much. Um, it's, a, it's an interesting industry to be in. It's a, yeah. it's a, it seems like I just said this on my Instagram the other day. It's you would think because it's cannabis that it's a lot more progressive and yeah. people are a lot more open minded and less discriminatory. And it's not. No. And it's wild when you're like in it in it that you start to really see that and you're like, Oh my God, y'all are equally as like oh, know, yeah, girl. discriminatory as other industries and you just yes. for some reason we just were hoping that this industry wouldn't be like that. Yeah, I think, you know, even looking at it from the outside in, I was like, yes, you know, also working in cannabis, people get to dress however they want, you know, working Mm -hmm. in corporate, I had to wear suits every day or, you know, dressed up outfits, uh, except, you know, in the tech world that I was in. And I just hated that. But even within this space, like you were saying, you, it's, it's kind of like, they're not progressive. It's Mm -hmm. almost the same, whether you're in tech whether you're in sales, whether you're in cannabis, whether you're in medical or pharmaceuticals, it's almost all the same, which is, it's, it's very disappointing to be honest. It's so disheartening, but not surprising. And it's a weird feeling when something is disheartening, but not surprising, especially in cannabis. Cause you're like, this is weak. (laughs) So weak. And I feel like we also often say that it's like, like you could be upset about something you're like, but I'm not surprised. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like, I don't, I get so tired of saying that. Like exhausted, y'all. This is why we smoke. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is facts. You know, my mom still doesn't really understand. And I'm like, listen, it's been a long day. So <laughs> stop asking me why my eyes are red. <laughs> um, so my next question is, what do you hope to like show and teach, especially women of color? about CBD and uses of benefits because I'm not sure if you get this often I get this question all the time I do a lot of work with CBD and CBD brands Mm -hmm. as well that like CBD is the diet weed it doesn't get you high it's not going to do anything it doesn't even make me feel anything which you know we know is not true right um 
I have never actually heard the diet weed. Is that we said diet weed? <laughs> yes, diet. I mean, CBD isn't even supposed to be getting you high. Uh, and I feel like a lot of people have that misconception about CBD, um, whether it's a lotion or anything. It's not to make you feel high. It's supposed to bring out other benefits of mm-hmm. the plant. Like you don't want to, I mean, some people don't mind walking around high all day, but other people can't function that way. And we want to alleviate other um stresses or issues things going on and so for me like what I want to change you know I just want to show that there's representation in this industry I feel like Mm. a lot of black men and women you know they want to get into the space Mm -hmm. um or they previous experience with it within the space um they want to you know go about it the legal route things like that but I think a lot of people are just nervous um just because it is so male dominated and Mm -hmm. um dominated by a lot of you know white and Caucasian people people that don't even have um experience in the industry or they they don't even consume or Mm -hmm. they have no history or passion behind it um so I just want to show that you know I'm a black woman I came from little town in North Carolina I'm a preacher's daughter or I'm an athlete I have so many different like backstories but hey I'm here and despite you know the industry being what it is currently you know male dominated white mm-hmm. dominated like I'm trying to just make my mark to show other women and other um, black brown uh, men you know that we can make a, a print here in the industry um, for me it definitely goes a little bit deeper like like I said, my first friend that got me into this, his name was Brandon. Um, you know, he's no longer with, with us, rest in peace, but um, he lost his life, you know, due to drugs, uh, mm. due to marijuana. And it's like, I just want to make a change. Like we can mm-hmm. go about this the legal route. We can have a, mm-hmm. a say. We do can it create, safely. Yeah. yeah, do it safely. Do it the clean way and make a honest living and a, a business off of it instead of, you know, creating the wrong stereotypes or you mm-hmm. know not even creating those like just trying to get those out of people's minds and change their minds about cannabis in general I love that I'm so sorry for your loss as well and that's so unfortunate that happens quite often that you know, it does we'll it's... be in just well someone will just be doing their business and someone will take advantage of that and really cause some harm and there are, you know, there's lots of people. I, I come from Houston. I come from an illegal state. So mm-hmm. my first cannabis experiences were with the local plugs. And you would be yeah. in those situations that were a little sketchy. That's the only way you're able to get your medicine. And I would always yeah. be like, I want to come back here and open a store in my hood so yeah. people can get their medicine safely. Yeah, that that would be big time. If I could take it back, everything that I kind of do, I'm like, oh, if I could bring this back to North Carolina, you know, mm-hmm. that would be awesome because we're just so, it's it's a slow state and I just feel like there's so many like bad stereotypes still out there and people have the wrong idea. You know, they, they hear cannabis and they still think of it as Aretha, marijuana, like, mm-hmm. oh, it's so bad. It's like, this could actually be helping you. This could actually save your life instead of you taking those prescribed drugs try mm-hmm. something different but um you know being from like texas or like the, these smaller states who are slower it's like some people are just so close-minded and i just want to bring more education to them um and then you know hopefully everyone takes that with an open mind or um and give it a try so i don't know i would love to open up some establishments in north carolina like you would in texas as well we'll get there one day we'll one day you know i'm we'll actually surprised I'm surprised that Texas isn't more progressive about yeah, this. I feel yeah, like I don't I don't think they ever will be unfortunately. 
<laughs> really? That's very there's disappointing. Still, like, they're still arresting people and um, uh, what you call and like shutting down shops for just carrying CBD. Wow. And but then why? they're claiming like they didn't know. Like it's weird. They're still seizing products from stores that are just a hundred percent CBD because they just don't like it. They don't understand it. Mostly, they mostly don't understand it. Yeah, that's that's really ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So I would love to know, like, what's what specific stigmas or like false myths about CBD or cannabis do you want to debunk through yourself and through your work obviously like you're a business owner you've Mm -hmm. been a model you've been in tech and you've already broken a stigma of you know stoners are lazy and they don't do anything what are some other stigmas you hear or that you think of that you're like I want to break this and continue to you know do the work that makes people realize this isn't true Yeah, I think a huge one that I've gotten before, like as soon as I tell somebody that I'm, you know, in the CBD and cannabis industry, they're like, oh, so you sell drugs. (laughs) I've gotten that before. (laughs) Actually, I sell herbs and they're natural. (laughs) Like that is a huge one. It's like, see, this is exactly why I'm doing this because of people like you that are closed-minded, that are ignorant. Mm -hmm. Like this has so many healthy benefits for people who have cancer or anxiety. Like, do you even know all that, you know, that the plant could do for you or maybe mm-hmm. a, a family member. But that's a huge one. Also, just that anything related with cannabis doesn't always mean, like you said, uh, that you're a couch potato, that you can't be productive, that you can't get things done. Um, for me, like like I said, um, you know, when I was playing college, uh, cannabis, had, it was almost like another form of medicine or healing mm-hmm. for myself. And so I just want to break the stigma that, oh, if you smoke, then you're a pothead you're just a um I don't want to say drug yeah. addict but unproductive like, no, people unproductive druggies and yeah people yeah. have called me a drug dealer I've I've been a butt tender but not a drug <laughs> yeah and it's like you can have like legal and legit businesses doing this and make people you know change people's lives I think just a lot of people when they hear that I'm in the cannabis space they just ultimately think that I'm selling something bad or they just don't see the purpose and that's something I really want to change um Mm -hmm. you know at Toasty we do our best to like educate people we try to do um active Q&A's um you know messaging people back if they have questions about CBD and which to use and how to use it um those are different things that I really want to focus on you know and I feel like transparency is big with that so with me and my team we always try to plot and plan like how we can incorporate uh you know within our TikToks let's say for example it's like questions that we get asked all the time about Mm -hmm. CBD and different things like that I think ultimately it's just going to come down to us just like educating people more providing uh I would say um, like scientific results like mm-hmm. as soon as like doctors get in on it and they're saying like yes this helps x y and z I think that ultimately that will then change the the view and the standards and the stereotypes that come around with cannabis yeah so your brand yeah. is very focused on quality and the wellness side of the product mm-hmm. I'm assuming because you weren't athlete like city really you set as your medicine why did you decide to produce and sell CBD products that were more focused on the wellness aspect over just selling, you know, that that cannabis culture or just putting your, your name on a white label? Yeah, so product development is so fun for me, like just being able to have my hands 
on everything and like you know just based off my own personal experience of like how I want to feel and mm-hmm. how I want it to make me feel that is so fun and exciting to me um so I wanted to see to be just more than CBD you know CBD is great I love it but it's just an added benefit I want people to look at toasty and be like great, I can take this on a day-to-day basis because it helps with this, this, and this, and it has CBD in it. So I want it to be something really natural and clean and healthy that will help people feel good. And CBD is just, like I said, that cherry on top. Like Mm -hmm. this is going to make me feel even better. So for example, with my AM supplements, you know, it already has vitamin B12, um, it has vitamin C, and then it has caffeine. So this is something that's going to um, wake you up, make you feel refreshed without those like down, like the jitters or the heart palpitations that come with drinking coffee and, you know, it doesn't stain your teeth, different mm. things like that. And then obviously it has a CBD in it. So it's going to have you feeling focused, ready to go, um, different things like that. So I just wanted it to be more than a CBD line. I want it to be, um, you know, just a daily product that is going to make someone's life feel better or someone's day feel better. Um, so it is, you know, currently with the tinctures, uh, the topicals and the supplements, that's what we offer now. But I'm also working on some beauty products, um, some skincare products, different things like that. Um, and it's going to be targeting lots of other uh, normal skin issues that we all uh, face, you know, in the African, African-American community, um, also outside of the African-American community. And then adding that CBD is just going to be the cherry on top. It's going to make your skin feels so good and relaxed and um, hopefully help out and change your life. <laughs> I love CBD on the skin. That's like all I yeah. use in my skincare routine. Anything that has hemp or CBD on it, put it on my yeah. face, pour it on my exactly. body. Exactly. And I'm still learning. It's not that I'm a pro. Um, I'm still learning, you know, so when I'm in my like development meetings, um, you know, working with my, my team, they're like, oh, you know, this product is good for this. And then CBD will help out in this and they will act together. Like, so I'm like, oh, I didn't know that. Like, great. Let's add that too. Like, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people can relate with that. And so do I. So um, what's really one of your like me. favorite fun facts, or maybe your favorite benefit of CBD? Because CBD has a thousand benefits. Yeah. Oh, that's tough. Um, for me, I like I like CBD to just kind of like calm me, relax me, and just ease my mind. Um, especially during COVID, you know, mm-hmm. I had insomnia Great like crazy. Yeah. Yes, I had anxiety um, just from watching the news, just from watching the news, social media, and all that. And um, you know, my sleep cycle was so off. I was up to like four in the morning, just like having my mind go all the time. And it wasn't Mm. even just during COVID, like outside of COVID, if if something's on my mind, um, you know, works on my mind, like, it's just gonna go like, I'm not going to be able to relax. And so CBD has been super helpful. And it's played a large role into, you know, helping me shake off the stress of the day, um, so that I can lay down and just like, literally relax my mind and sleep without me half sleeping if that makes sense <laughs> makes sense. I completely um, understand I had I to take a CBD like strip yeah. yesterday to just fall asleep because my brain oh, yeah. was like not doing it <laughs> yeah so that's that's definitely the history behind like my sunset um you know it has that melatonin it has the chamomile and then it has a CBD I've taken melatonin gummies before and I don't know I feel like maybe my body has just gotten so used to them so it was 
less and less effective for me. So then, you know, the CBD, it, it just helps out so much and it makes me feel so good. And, um, I'm able, able to, like I said, just relax and just kick off the day's stress. Shout out to CBD. It's probably my favorite cannabinoid and all the cannabinoids because it works in your body even when you think it's not working. Right. Like the inf- like fighting inflammation constantly. I take CBD daily because I have a lymphatic swelling issue and it just mm-hmm. constantly is fighting uh, inflammation. And I'm like, wow, that's so amazing. There's a whole system in my body and this plant and this system in my body are working together. Yeah, same here. Um, I actually have struggle with thyroids all my life it runs in my family and um in high school I was actually diagnosed with Hashimoto's which is it's just an overactive thyroid gland so like mm-hmm. um I'm always super tired and sluggish or you know it's really hard for me to gain weight or my metabolism is just so fast and different things like that but I'm not always ready to eat so it helps in so many different ways like mm-hmm. my appetite like you were saying, it's like things are working without me even knowing it. Don't and even notice it, has, it. Yeah. 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 So like when people say, oh, it doesn't work. It's like, well, first off, you have to be consistent with it mm-hmm. and you have to, you know, find the right product for you. Um, so I don't know, definitely some trial and error. But once you find what works, I definitely say keep using it and find other ways to incorporate it into your day to day routine. Mm-hmm, for sure. So what lessons have you been able to take away from your corporate career and your athletic career that you've been able to apply to your cannabis career and building Toasty? Uh, lessons, lessons, lessons. Um, you know, I'm still learning every day. I learned something new, um, something that I didn't really know would play such a large role. is just your mindset. Um, and that's, trying to remove any type of negativity and like negative energy, mm-hmm. uh, negative people in your circle, different things like that is so key. Um, you know, at the first school that I was playing at, I just was surrounded by so much negative energy. It was like, it was second nature. And then when I transferred, you know, I learned a lot about growth mindset, you know, um, trying to be comfortable with being uncomfortable. It took me so long to understand what that really and truly meant. Mm-hmm. And that's something that I just always tell people, um, you know, once you can work on your mindset and focus in on the things that you're really passionate about and different things like that, and then obviously stepping out of your comfort zone, big things will happen. It's kind of like you're you're so close, but once you step out and you're making yourself uncomfortable, I feel like a lot of things, a lot of barriers are going to break down and you're going to see yourself um, go to levels that you didn't even know that you could have went to. So that's the big thing that I I try to practice on a daily. Um, And obviously, like I said, I cannot stress enough. Just make sure you surround yourself with positive energy and positive mindsets and positive people. I love that. It's so important. I mean, the energy, like energy attracts energy. And I'm a big believer in what you put out. You receive and that we're all energetic beings. And if you're vibrating at a certain level, you're going to receive certain things. So I love that so much. I thought you were going to say, like, be a good sport. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that too. But I don't know, you know, being growing up and in my household and just being in North Carolina, or I don't, I don't know, like, no one really spoke about energy and, you know, being positive and, you know, social media and 
it's growing bigger and bigger like every day Mm -hmm. and I feel like as an adult I have heard so much more of like like I can't deal with that negative energy like good vibes only and I didn't really know what that meant until I got to my second school and I'm like okay now like this could it affects everything your mood Mm -hmm. like stress levels your hair like appetite like being in good spirits and you know just trying to focus on positive things and what we're blessed to have and not worry about what we don't have it's it's big time so yeah that's very true so what has toasty what has what has building toasty taught you about running a cannabis business and also what has it taught you about yourself because being a business owner will really you know test you (laughs) yes honestly it's really fun for me Obviously, I have lots of bad days and things that don't go right or as planned, Um, but I'm so excited every day to wake up and get after it. Um, This is so cliche, but one thing that it's taught me is just to remember that it's a jog and not a sprint Um, and that other people's journeys isn't my journey. Um, You know, being being a Black woman in the cannabis space, things are going to be a lot slower for Mm -hmm. us than for others you know whether it's funding whether it's support different things like that um and I can't take time to compare myself to other other brands or what other people are doing like my journey is my journey Mm -hmm. and that's a big thing that I have had to learn um because you know being on social media uh for the brand I have to be on there all the time and so when Mm -hmm. I see other brands I'm like oh they started a year ago and look where they're at now or you know they're doing this like I want to do this too different things like that I just have to remind myself to be patient and that I have to build before I can you know get to that level or Mm -hmm. I need time before I can get there so one thing that I always learned that I not that I always learn but one thing that I take away from my current experience in business and being in cannabis it's a jog not a sprint so being patient for sure that industry requires so much patience at all like it definitely is, especially in cannabis, like you just got to kind of pay attention to details and do lots of little things. And if you try to rush it, you're going to like not be able to operate. So yeah, it's just and so important to like, like you said, take your time, don't compare, like run your own race. Yeah. And being in the cannabis space, you know, things are changing every day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for example, Delta 8 was a, a big thing. And the next thing you know, it's, it's getting shut now. down. <laughs> yeah, it's like, okay, cool. I can't do that. So you just have to like, have that, that like I said, positive mindset. Know that things are going to change and be ready to pivot whenever. Because the space is... It's always changing. It's, it's interesting. So new. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so, so new. new. And I think people in other industries don't quite understand. Like, for example, in fashion, like... Uh, there is no playbook, but, you know, they don't have to worry about, like, FDA laws and things mm-hmm. like that changing. So it's kind of like you just do as you please, but you have to be so cautious and careful with what you do in this space from social media to marketing and, like, claims and different things Everything. like that. Everything. So yeah. it's not like, I don't know. That's why there's probably no guidebook, but I always wish that there were. Oh, man, that would be so helpful to all of our lives. <laughs> I know just a book on how to do this correctly I've had my sites get shut down I don't even know how many times I've been through wow. 5,000 payment processors I've run really? uh, yeah I, I should have talked that in business and I still got shut down on square for 
apparently selling uh, illegal services. I wasn't even selling a product. I was selling digital services. Wow. Um, So it's just wild to be in this space with Sonia, like you said, and you have to just kind of just keep running your race and like not look at what other people are doing. And all of us are are kind of dealing with the same challenges too. Yes. Yes. People just aren't speaking about it. Yeah. It's (laughs) not showing you that they're also dealing with the same thing, but we're all kind of going through, unless you're a rich white guy, like all of us are pretty much dealing with the same thing in terms of having these struggles, but nothing we can't get through. So just a couple questions for you. Um, so what are your goals for Toasty in the next couple of years? What do you want your customers to, you know, know about the product and gain from their experience with the product? Yeah, so big thing that I want people and what I want people to think about Toasty is, you know, this is more than a CBD brand. Like you said, it's a health and wellness brand. Um, and, you know, futuristic, there's going to be some beauty in there. And CBD is mm-hmm. just the added plus. Like, I'm really focusing on all ingredients. I take my time with uh, selecting products and creating them because I really want something that people can n- have naturally um, every day. And it's mm-hmm. not going to affect other things or other, you know, maybe prescribed yeah. drugs that they're taking, different things like that. Um, so I want them to have like a really great experience. But Toasty is just, for me is more than a brand. Like I'm really focusing on giving back, um, you know, investing to the community, however I can. Um, in the future, I definitely want to, this is something, uh, you know, for the next few years that I'm trying to work on, I would love to create uh, a couple different scholarships. Mm-hmm. Um, one scholarship, just taking it back to my own roots, uh, you know, for underprivileged athletes, student athletes um, that want to, you know, compete. They have all the skills, you know, obviously good grades and they want to compete mm-hmm. AAUs, you know, to have that opportunity to play in college and different things like that. I would love to create a scholarship. That's ultimately how I got started um, playing as well. So I definitely want to give back in that way. And then um, I would also love to create a scholarship for um, young entrepreneurs, whether that's in high school, college, maybe create a course, um, something of that nature, just to get people or younger people started earlier. Because I'm 26. I started when I was 25. Mm -hmm. And I ran into so many, you know, um, entrepreneurs, whether it's in like lashes or hair or fashion, different things like that, they were like 18. And I'm like, how did you know how to (laughs) even do this? And a lot of people do message me asking like how it got started. And Mm -hmm. I really feel like that needs to be like a general course. So that's something that I would love to work on in the next, next few years. Um, Sorry to be bouncing all over. Oh, you're uh, all good. Uh, also really focusing on, like I said, giving back. So, you know, currently Toasty is partnered with the last prisoner project because obviously we need to focus on what's obvious. And that is that black and brown people are still locked up for drugs that we consume for fun. That's ridiculous. And now we have even athletes that can't uh, perform. It doesn't make any sense. It's very unfair. The justice system is not fair. Um, uh, to us African-American people and something needs to change. Um, I feel like we're taking strides and taking steps, but I feel like it's not fast enough. Mm. Um, So, you know, right now we're partnered with the Roll It Up for Justice um, and that just allows, you know, customers to go onto the Toasty site and donate funds for the cause. Um, Eventually I would love to, you know, have my own 
uh, type of organization or campaign where I can raise money to give back to families that are in need or maybe uh, cover salons like law fees or attorney fees, different things like that. Mm-hmm. So give back is huge for me. I wouldn't be where I am today without someone helping me and my family out. So um, that's just something that I, I'm really passionate about. Um, but yeah, I also want people just to know that Toasty is more than a brand. It's a community where men and women, you know, women specifically can come and they can share their experiences with CBD. They can share their experiences with the products, you know, share recipes, what worked, what didn't work. Um, you know, I have this going on, whether, you know, that be something with thyroids or uh, some form of cancer, something, it doesn't re- really have to be anything serious. It could just be mm-hmm. stresses at work, but they share their routines. They share information as to what helped them and, you know, how CBD has helped. That's what I ultimately wanted to be, you know, that's what I think of the ultimate toasty babe. Um, you know, that's oh, really big on that. our, toasty on babe. our, so yeah, nice. our toasty babes. It's, it's a small community right now. I can't wait to expand it, but um, ultimately, I just wanted to be like a safe space for people to openly chat about um, their pros and cons and what has helped them within the CBD um, and cannabis space. So working really hard to get that established. You know, we just launched and there's so much more to do. Um, some things to look forward to this year. Uh, I am working on my first pop-up shop. It's going to be in September. I'm attending my first trade show in November. I'm working on, like I said, creating some new products um, and also, um, you know, trying to work on a hard launch event within the next year. So lots of stuff going on. (laughs) (laughs) I know. And I'm a team. I'm like internally a team of one. Obviously, I do have like some other agencies and things that I work with, but the biggest thing, you know, I, when I first started, I was like, I cannot wait to have a team of my own. And I will still say that today, like, there's just still so much to do and so much that I want to accomplish. Um, and that's where I have to always remember that it's a jog, not a sprint. So mm-hmm. oh, you absolutely will accomplish it. <laughs> I totally see it. It's already in your future. You've already claimed it. It's yours. It is written. Yes. Already yours. So my last question, and this is another question I ask to every guest, and I love it because I get to, you know, get a new answer. What advice would you give to women or men of color that want to get into the industry and just don't know where to start? Hmm, That's a good, good question. Um, I would say do your research for sure. I feel like a lot of people want to enter the space. Um, they love weed (laughs) um but I definitely say do your research um and then from there take time to build out a plan whether that's a business plan if you don't know how to do that look online but build out a business plan so that you can get all of your thoughts and ideas out there and then reach out to people in the industry so Mm -hmm. no matter if they answer they don't answer keep messaging keep going um um, and try to find a mentor. I would say that is a huge thing, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's just a business mentor or someone that's actually in the cannabis space, find a mentor um, that you can lean on and, you know, have them be your sounding board, different things like that. And lastly, is just to go after it. So don't take no as an answer. If someone's mm-hmm. telling you no, you're asking the wrong person. And that's a Christian Jenner original, but that is entirely <laughs> true. Um, so don't take no as an answer. And just don't be nervous. Don't be scared about it. I, I just say go after it. I mean, the worst you can hear is no. 
And yeah, no, that, not that's my, nobody. <laughs> yep, that's what my mom has always taught me. The worst thing that they can say is no. And it's like, okay, you might say no, but somebody else is going to say yes. So mm-hmm. just got to believe in yourself. You get a yes. Just keep exactly. No. You'll get one yes. It takes a thousand no's, but you'll get one yes. Yes. We're well, coming through you. with the quotes today. Yes, I hope <laughs> you guys have, you know, paper. You wrote this all down. Thank you so much, Jamie. You dropped so many gems. Yes. Oh, I'm thanks. so happy that you're on the show. We had some technical issues last time, so I'm glad this worked out. I know. I was Finally. so excited. I'm glad that we got it figured out. Um, but yeah, excited. thank you so much. Thanks for having me on the show. And, um, you know, if Just anyone let us is. know where we can find you, your Instagram, yeah. your you site, can... everything. Yeah, so it's gettingtoasty.com, and that's toasty with two Ys. Um, it's at gettingtoasty on all socials. We're on Instagram, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok. Twitter, you name it on all socials. But um, yeah, if anyone's listening um, and they want to contact me on my personal, it's at Jamie Lee, L-E-A-A underscore. Sometimes mentor, answer some questions. Um, I'm really nice and open. So feel free to reach out. Well, thank you so much, Jamie. I super duper appreciate your time. Like I said, drop so many gems. I feel like I got to listen to this again and write the notes <laughs> down because... You know, like you said, we're all just learning, we're all just growing, and just, you know, just run your own race. Don't look at anybody else's, just just do yes. your thing, like, look Focus. at the Toasty site, and just look at it as inspiration, not as competition. Exactly. We There's space for all win. of us. We can all eat in this industry, we can all support mm-hmm. each other. It doesn't have to be competitive and ugly, it can be a supportive space, and just reach out to people. Jamie said her DMs are open, so yes reach out to Jamie if you have questions and you know I'm always open to questions as well and we always are just here to you know support each other and that's the whole purpose of this program is to support each other and just highlight other women of color and cannabis that are killing it and you are definitely killing it I cannot believe you have only been doing this for like a year because all the things that I've seen you create so far especially the products just look amazing and I can't wait to try them Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you again for having me. Thank you for being on. Well, thank you guys for listening to another episode of Wine, Weed, and Weave. We're almost done with season three. Um, please, please, please follow me on Instagram, Marijuana Ayana, for all updates. Um, I also have Jamie's information in the site and everything tagged in the description of this episode. And it'll also be on the Instagram page. Only a couple more episodes to go. So if you or someone you know are a Black-owned Canna brand and you want to shout out or sponsor the next couple episodes, DM or email me at contactthemarijuanaayana at gmail. Thanks again, Jamie. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And I'll talk to everyone later. Bye.